Howdy, partners. Welcome back to another episode of The Luckout. It is an Austin special this week, and we got Dan Yelley and Ale on the couch for me. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. Gee, that was brilliant, but never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies <laughs> just uh, to end, all just my... Just end it here. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to all my Texan fans out there. Um, i probably let you down just then. But I had to do it this week because... I'm maybe not as excited as Daniel Ricardo for this week, but I'm, I'm <laughs> pumped. We're in Austin again, yeah, and uh, we've got to get hyped for this weekend somehow because the championship's over, mm. and we've got to be excited for something, right? Definitely. Well, the championship is wrapped up, but there's still so many things to finalise before the end of the season, and it, and Austin's a brilliant track, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped about that. I think it's a great track. It's definitely one of the best new tracks to come onto the calendar in the last few years. Yeah, for sure. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, other than your accent, like the Texan fans <laughs> are pretty mad. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's actually a really good, fun race to watch. Absolutely, yeah, beautiful. Mm. beautiful. And uh, I just before we start, would like to just give a shout out to everyone who listens to our podcast. We had a big week last week. Uh, put some respect on our name finally because we are getting some decent numbers. So thank yeah, you, thanks everyone. everyone for tuning in. Don't thank forget to give us five stars on on Spotify as well. Yeah, or one star if you just hate us, but would appreciate <laughs> would appreciate someone higher than that. There's going to be some one stars after that accent for sure. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> one star, terrible accent. Some yeah. American that's seen Drive to Survive is offended now. Yeah, they're going to get their gun. Or they're everyone's going to love me, and we're going to have the biggest American audience. Yeah, it works too. Ever, let's see. Mm. Uh, one segment that we haven't done in a while, a hot minute, is um, catching up with what the drivers do in the week off. Mm. Yeah, um, it's been a while since we've had a week off, so. Yeah, it has. There's been a lot of triple headers and, and just back-to-back weekends. So yeah. it was nice to have a week off, catch up on sleep and whatnot. Um, it was a big week for Charles Leclerc. He turned 25 yeah. and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio mind, can no longer touch him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> out of his DMs instantly. <laughs> yeah. Instantly out of the DMs. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you, like, because he's been around for so long, you forget how young Charles still actually is. Crazy, And, right? like, we've given him a lot of shit this year about how depressed he must be from this season. But, like... Life's pretty good if you're Charles Leclerc. Mm. Life is pretty yeah, good. If you're 25 racing in a Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. peaking in every form other than his racing at the yeah. moment. Other than the one aspect of his life that he probably wants more than anything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's got a hot girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Lives in Monaco. Good looks. He's got good style. Lives in Monaco. He pays barely any tax. Yeah. Like life's fucking sorted for him. Money. Yeah. He doesn't have a World Drivers Championship. No. He does almost have the record for number of poles in a season. Yeah, that's the fucking... <laughs> yeah, he's, impressive. He's on nine poles this year and the record at Ferrari is 11 poles, which was Schumacher back in yeah. the early 2000s, 01 or 03. Don't quote me on it. But that was a, a very dominant championship winning era. Mm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> the results on Sunday don't reflect the results on the Saturday. And Charles has three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping it sets it up for a good old redemption story. Um, you know, it'd be great to see him bounce just strongly off this position now and, and win a championship next year or the year after. Mm. Um, and to say that he had such a bad year this year and come out of that and do well would be a pretty cool yeah. thing to see. Redemption season. Yeah, I'd yeah. like that. And it also Please. makes my signpost worth something because at the moment it's not worth much. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to make your investment like pay off. It's got to increase in value. Yeah. Mm. I remember when I was lining up back in Miami for this signpost of Leclerc and like I could have picked any of the drivers to get signed by, but I had to go him because mm. I was confident back then that he was going to get the championship. And I was talking to this Mexican guy who actually listens to this podcast now. I roped him into listening to it and he's a big fan. He comments on all our stuff. That's cool. Oh, nice. Um, so shout out to you, man. Any given punch on Instagram. 
Um, but he has he collects the collector cards, you know the like what kind of like the panini, panini pack yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. of of F one. And he was showing me how he sold like a Lewis Hamilton one or something for like three or four grand. Holy crap! <laughs> and he has had a Leclerc one for this season um, that he was praying would you know he would win the championship because it would be worth so oh, much. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So the poor man's probably crying about that. No, yeah, that was the kiss of death much. right there for the whole season. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think since you interacted with Charles, his season went to shit. So maybe it was you. Yeah. yeah. And look, we <laughs> love conspiracy theories here. And I'm very certain I bottled his entire championship season for interacting with him. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, wh- did you guys hear about anything else the drivers got up to in their week off? Yeah. Max and... Uh, not Max. Yeah. Max and Lando were... They were back Do- on the decks. Yeah, <laughs> back to back on the on the decks in Monaco. Yeah, mm. it's like an episode of Geordie Shore. Yeah, the single boys <laughs> out the DJ set. Well, single. he's got the championship wrapped up, so he's he's cruising till the end of the year. Um, he, he can push for most wins ever in a season, and I think he can still mathematically get most points ever in a season. Mm. Um, but the main objective is is done, right? Yeah. And Lando's very comfortably cruising in the midfield can't really go up can't really go further down mm. yeah. so they're both kind of just kicking back and enjoying Relaxing. themselves yeah, yeah. Him, as he's, he should yeah his photography career is kicking off as well Lando yeah his bloody photography Instagram accounts now oh what yeah. I should be all over this I Lando JPEG yeah Lando JPEG yeah no, oh that is the most standard yeah like He's actually become a little photographer Pinterest girl. He's just taken photos of all these interesting yeah, things. Yeah, on his Tumblr profile as well. Can yeah. you give him some pointers? They're not very good. Oh, really? <laughs> no, they're not great. <laughs> I love it. He's finding some new hobbies. All the gear and no idea, just like he's in that McLaren. He's trying to be me, honestly. Like, I'm a photographer and a DJ, and he's trying to literally be me. <laughs> he should hit me up. Lando, if you're listening, mate, hit me up. I'll give you some tips. But how are you in an F1 car? Shocking. So, <laughs> we, could, we could help each other out. <laughs> well, I obviously don't even know because I haven't been in one. You could be incredible. I could be, yeah, could be mm. my hidden talent. Mm. Uh, I saw Bottas, one of my favorite men on the grid. He won the Belgium Waffle Ride um, in Kansas. Another bike race? Another bike race, <laughs> and he won it, which is huge. Good on him. Um, Why is it called the Waffle Ride? It's weird. He, all the races he do, they got these weird names. There's been a few that have been called Waffle Rides. Trying to make cycling interesting. But it's a, it's a gravel <laughs> <Try> bike <laughs> race. So they ride on gravel. Which oh, is shit. Really, okay. really interesting. Yeah, which yeah. I'm assuming makes it a lot harder. Probably, yeah. And um, he always puts up his stuff on Strava, that um, tracking app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And he's just so funny. Like, he puts up the title BWR Kansas won a course. Like, instead of one, he went W A N N A course. Mm. Weird. <laughs> and then description first win on bike, smiley face. That's it. <laughs> Good on him. First win all year for him. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, must be nice being back on top of a podium because <laughs> he's, he's not been doing it in that alpha anyway. No. Good on him. Good yeah. on Bottas. And uh, it was Kimmy's birthday as well this week. 43? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like that. Oh, surely, surely he's still partying hard at 43. Oh, for sure. He partied throughout his whole F1 career, so I don't see why he'd stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's a party I'd like to go to. Charles's and Kimmy's in the same week. That's a that's a good combination. It is, hey. If you could copy invites to both of those. Yeah, you'd I'd be, like that. be winning. Hmm. Yeah, one thing I would have loved an invite to is Daniel Ricciardo's private jet on the way over. He put up a story today. Yeah, with his like cowboy outfit and everything, feet up on the private jet. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. So keen to see that character in the paddock this weekend. That Seem- McLaren payout was good. Yeah, <laughs> seems like a bloke who's really concerned about his career next year. Yeah, looks yeah. really in the dumps, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he's phoned it in now. I think after the last weekend, he's just said, 
That's no, it. No yeah. chance for me next season. See you in 2024. Really? Yeah, pretty oh. likely. I don't know how much 2024 is guaranteed, to be honest. But yeah, um, yeah at least 2023 is confirmed. I don't know why he didn't take a seat at Haas. I guess he wanted a year off, but it came out that Gunter Steiner, mm. when he was asked on whether he would sign Ricardo, mm. he said, if he's interested in us, he's not shy to call me up. I'm not going to chase him down. So Gunter's mm. keen, but Danny's not. Do you think... Danny Rick not accepting or not being interested in the Haas seat is what potentially might be saving Mick Schumacher's career. Hundred percent, potentially. But if no one else wants that Haas seat, who are they going to pick? That's true. They're not going to pick someone like Logan Sargent to take that seat. No, right, at Haas. No. Um, and as yeah, as great as Latifi was in Suzuka, I don't <laughs> oh think he's God, going to Haas either. <laughs> Yeah, so who would be in the running for this Haas seat? Because, like, when this whole chat came mm. out about Mick losing his seat, it was almost like everyone was talking about it like it had already been done, like yeah. Mick had already lost his seat. But nothing's come out. But would it be your, it'd be your usual suspects, right? So, like, your Giovinazzi, who's still in the fold with Ferrari. Mm. Um, I mean, they can look at Hulkenberg, but how many chances does this old guy need? Both of those are just the most uninspiring. Like so uninspiring, right? Yeah. yeah. You've got. I would. I mean, he's not a rookie, but you've got a, a guy early into his career who still hasn't hit his ceiling. I don't think anyway. Mm. Why not at least give him another year? See how he goes. See if he can improve. If he does improve, um, you know, offer him further. Yeah. Uh, but if he doesn't, then you can safely say, "Mate, you've had every chance. See you later." Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. It's all well and good. I think if if they had an incredible option lined up, like if yeah. hypothetically someone like Ricardo was knocking down his door saying, give me a seat, give me a seat. Yeah. Then like, yeah, all right, you probably bench Mick even if it's for a season or, or you just you oh, cast you him out altogether and you say, you know what, we've got to go with the best option available. But like like Arles just touched on, the other options are not inspiring. Not the guys inspiring. that have had their chance, yeah. they're not necessarily going to be an upgrade. And like with Mick, at least you've seen flashes that he can do something for you. Yeah. And Gene Haas has come out publicly this week and put his two cents on the issue and said that, you know, he said, in quotes, I think Mick has a lot of potential, but, you know, he costs us a fortune. He's wrecked a lot of cars that have cost us a lot of money that we just don't have. Now, let's be real, right? He's had two heavy crashes early on this season. Yeah. Yep. Right? Jeddah, Monaco. He crashed at Suzuka into the barrier, but it was fairly minor. Mm. Like... Isn't that fairly normal for a F1 season to have around that many crashes? I don't think he's doing anything out of the ordinary, especially for a rookie driver, right? I think Carlos has binned it more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it seems a bit unfair to me that they're, they're feeding him this much um, and putting him under this much pressure. And it's, it's a tricky one because I think the, the problem was he didn't deliver at the start of the year when the car was at its strongest when they relative like to it, everybody yeah. else. That's yeah. when he made those errors and that really has created like a lasting impact on, on how we view Mick this season. But like Haas has let Mick down a lot this season as well with some oh. absolute dog shit strategies. Oh, Suzuka, for example. Bad pit stops. Rubbish. Suzuka, they just hung him out to dry like yeah. with a bit of a Hail Mary. Like, you know, it, it goes a little bit both ways. Mick hasn't helped himself. Haas haven't helped Mick. Exactly. You can't... I don't... Well... You can't really heap the pressure on him in public like that as the team owner being like, and just pinning it all on him. Yeah. You've got to accept a bit of the blame and the criticism. We have seen this from Haas before though. Remember yeah. when it was uh, Grosjean and Magnussen? Yeah. And <laughs> basically Toto every... Oh, not Toto, fuck. Um, 
Gunter every week was just calling him a bunch of idiots. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, it's like, oh, well, we've signed these two idiots again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's not out of character for Haas to publicly hang their drivers out to dry and then offer them a new contract anyway. Yeah, right, you're okay. exactly right. And then yeah. they look like idiots when at the end of the season, <laughs> nobody else wants to drive there and they have to re-sign the guy they've spent the last they're 12 months slagging smoked. off. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And then, but but even from like a driver psychology point of view, then what do you expect Mick to do in that scenario? He's like, yeah, he's like, not going to be loyal next season, is he? Yeah, it? but he's like, now I can't drive full ball because if I bend the car, that's probably it for me. Yeah, and I can't also can't drive too slow because then I'm like, I'm too slow, and that's probably it for me. It's of no benefit to to and, finish, but finish last. And like, if I drive, yeah, at my ability by some miracle, and I do really well, the team's probably going to fuck up my strategy. Yeah, so. Yeah. And also, if he just turns out to be an amazing driver, does really well, he's going to be like, he's going to flick them off, you know, as soon as he can. Yeah, exactly. So because they haven't treated him well. So yeah, it's weird. So it's nobody wins in that scenario, and they've already brought back Magnussen. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing for me. If anything, I would sack. If I was in charge, if I was in charge of Haas, I would sack Magnussen over Mick. See, I don't know because then Magnussen was the one that actually delivered them the points. That Got them the, the points. Yeah, yeah, but it's all relative. Like you, you got to look at the bigger picture, right? Like yeah. Mick was definitely getting re- like used to that car early on in the season. I think it was reverse where Haas had the performance in the back end of the season. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't have had those crashes. Um, but obviously, Magnussen has so much more experience. So yeah, he's oh going to crash sure. less. For yeah. sure. He may have got a few points here and there, but he's, no, he's not going to get them up into the top 10 consistently, is he? No, neither, neither of those drivers, if we're being brutally honest, have the star power to really elevate that team. But the team is also not ready to go to that next level anyway. Absolutely so not. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody oh, really wins. We thought scenario. we thought they were like they looked like they were. Oh, the Haas plan was kicking off. Like between I was Haas, so ready for between it. Haas and Alfa Romeo at the start of the season, they were looking like they were going to be midfield contenders yeah, throughout the, the whole season. The signership was growing every week. Mm. They were just like the hype was the hype was real. Yeah. And yeah, Alfa's even worse. They've capitulated incredibly. That we've had eighteen races. In the first nine races, they scored 51 points and they've scored one point since. Yeah. So, in the, in the back end of the season, they've scored one point. Yeah, and a lot of that's down to reliability, right, with the Ferrari engine? It's typical alpha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whether it's on a racetrack or on the road, it'll it's just Just like when down. you walk in and you buy a Ferrari out of the showroom, like the first sort of month of driving, it's great. Yeah. And then every month after that, it's breaking down and you're finding like bits of paint that are not meant to be in certain places. And Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, just on that the reason I say that is because I was talking to a Ferrari owner recently oh yeah and um, he was telling me how when a lot of people buy new Ferraris like if you get let's say you get a red car with a white stripe down the middle of it yep you'll often find specks of white paint on the red paint so they're like their paint jobs apparently are really dodgy what is it just go with like a Posca pen just drawing lines <laughs> on the roof of the car? Yeah, yeah but apparently it's really bad. It's like budget it's caps affecting everything at Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's just a side note. Didn't realise Binotto was in charge of painting the Ferraris as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, look, Verstappen this weekend doesn't have much to lose, does he? He's got another record that he could break. Um, mm. He's about to tie as with most races won in a season uh, with Michael Schumacher. Pretty nice. Sebastian say. Vettel. Yeah. yeah. So he's on 12 wins and another win in the last four races of the year brings him equal with 13. Mm. And he obviously has every opportunity to break that record and smash it, to be fair. Yep. Yeah. Team on the top of their game. Car that's amazing. I think um, I read during the week that that's Adrian Newey's most winningest. Winningest? I think that's a word. Yep. Winningest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> winningest car. That, yeah. That's um, 
that was pretty crazy because he's had an amazing track record. Oh, for sure, yeah. And yeah, when did he start designing like cars? 1980-something. Back when like they used to design things with a pencil and paper and he's yeah. still doing it. Yeah, yeah that, that's <laughs> yeah. the cool part about Adrian Newey, that he still designs with a pencil and paper, still drives his own race cars. Like, he's, a, he's an awesome guy, like, really cool story. Um, but for the track record that he had for this to be his winningest season is just crazy, insane. right? Yeah. 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 The crazy competitive and yeah, no doubt Max will continue his streak. He'll and well funded. Out of the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, another little funny thing I saw this week um, online was uh, Keanu Reeves was interviewing Felipe Massa for a new Disney Plus Braun GP documentary. Ooh. Yeah, I've heard little bits about this. So obviously, it's um, highlighting Braun's success in F1. They kind of just entered mm. as a team, won everything, dipped, or became Mercedes. Really, mm. um, yeah, it's going to be a cool little, yeah, cool I, little piece like, when it comes I out. I wasn't around in sort of the Braun Braun era, um, but yeah, that was one of the most random seasons mm. in F1 history. Like really? that was just. Just it worthy of a documentary, like as oh, in where, yeah. where there are other For teams sure. that yeah. Yeah. deserve it. Okay. Yeah, it was a, it was a, an interesting time in F one. Just this this team just pops up out of nowhere, headed by the guy who used to call the shots at Ferrari. They've picked up Jensen as a driver, and was it Barrichello? Was his partner? yeah Rubens? Yeah, his teammate. Rubens yeah. Barrichello. So he's picked, in my opinion, the best number two driver of all time, uh, and a competitive number one driver who yeah. never really shone as much as he should have. Yeah, a, um, a driver that was kind of like overhyped in his youth and was sort of fading into the background of his career. It'd be kind of right. like if Ricardo turned around next season and just somehow ended up in a title winning In a car. new team. That right. In a completely new team. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be great to see? Well, wow. it actually, to be honest, it'd be the equivalent if like Ricardo went to Haas next season and they smashed it out of the park and he won the title. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's the level of yeah. unexpected success that 2009 was for Braun. Wow. Yeah. It, was, it was literally a brand new team, but they've just picked the right elements from every other team and put it all together. And yeah. Yeah. obviously the car was incredible. They had that... So the double diffuser? Yeah, they yeah. found a loophole in the regulations. So they had uh, insane technical superiority over everybody else because it was a new regulation set. And yep. um, I think only only Toyota and Williams had the same had the same uh, same technical knowledge that season, and even they got nowhere close. Nowhere. To yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. And isn't that what modern day F one is missing? Right? Is that the randomness? The randomness yeah. of yeah. like you you just wouldn't see some of like that happening, would you? No, well, like we've seen it, we've kind of seen it in, in previous years. Um, remember when Mercedes had that sort of like weird steering wheel technology where it would change oh, the toe yeah, of the tires. Yeah. But like every time a team really innovates an area of the car, it kind of just gets banned by the FIA these days yeah. <laughs> rather than allowed to, to be competitive for a year. So, um, yeah. And that was a weird one too because you could see that kind of innovation, but no one could really see what made the brawn so quick which is why no one really believed it at first. Yeah. Right. So th this thing rolled out at pre-season testing. Everyone thought that they were just hanging on by the skin of their teeth. They had no money to do the season. And they were no just sponsors doing, on the car. No, it was, like it was a purely white car. They were, they, everyone thought they were just doing glory runs in testing. And then all of a sudden they showed up at the first race and trounced everyone. Yeah. Wow. So that it's, is um, sick. If Keanu does this right, like that's going to be an awesome documentary. Yeah. I'm really sure he cool. will. He's the king of And, and he, he's just such a cool guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Everything he touches is is, is um, pretty good, so mm. high hopes for this. Yeah, he's um. I was when I saw this, I sort of just like was looking up on Keanu and like just he's, he's such an interesting character, isn't he? Because yeah. he's like 
one of the most successful actors, not most, but he's up there as like an all-time great actor. And he's he just doesn't act like he's that famous. No, like he'll get on a train and just yeah. like catch public transport and stuff. And, and yeah. you see like, have you seen all the photos with him with women? He never like puts his arm around a woman. What a woman. guy. It's a he gentleman. like just rests his hand like about a few centimeters off their back. Oh, he's got the hover hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The man just never gets in trouble. <laughs> it's great. What a legend. Yeah. Um, another little thing that I want to bring up is, I don't know, I could be the idiot here, but Toto Wolf uh, said something in an in a interview about when they're discussing Mercedes' success or lack of success this year. And he described to the interviewer, he said, the puzzle is complete. The reason we didn't perform as expected this year is that we didn't put the pieces of the puzzle together. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but did he just say the puzzle is complete and then say we didn't put the pieces of the puzzle together this year? I don't think he's doing puzzles, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. <laughs> I think my interpretation of that is they finally figured out how the car works, but it's it's too late for this year. Right. So, like, at but the start, they, at the start of the year, they were missing that? some yeah. key pieces. I don't but think they have. <laughs> that, that in itself, like, the car's still nowhere. They, they um, might know what's wrong with it, but they definitely don't know how to get out of the, like, the yeah. rut. They, don't, they haven't figured out that part yet. I think they're still umming and ahhing between evolving the current car for next year or like completely binning it and starting just it just a revolution again. Yeah, yeah, out of yeah. all the cars right, they evolution, went right? far outfield right with that car design yeah. compared yeah. to everyone else you know with that really tight skinny body shape I was reading up on it and a little bit nerdy here but because of the the lack of side pods right and obviously that's got a lot to do with airflow and cooling of the car mm. they've got some like aerospace like cooling system in that Mercedes it's like their yeah. cooling system is second to none compared to every other team because it's literally what they use in outer space. It's like it's fucking oh, really? like, oh, like in jet planes and shit. It's like Sick. it's just a different it's different gravy. Right. But if they can put all the pieces together around that, um, mm. all these puzzle pieces that he's talking of, they <laughs> might they might be in with a shot. Um, their recent turnaround towards the back end of the season in terms of performance. It is has kind been quite of, significant. Yeah. Like, because they've closed the gap on Ferrari besides the last couple of races. Yeah. They, they were breathing they just down can't the next catch Red Bull, point. but no one can catch Red Bull. No so. one can catch Red Bull. But, but I think this is the point that we made a few times when Ferrari were in like the real heights of their fuck up moment. Yeah. That if you, if you put that Mercedes team in charge of the Ferrari car, what level would that have been at? Because oh, Mercedes sure. are still operating operationally at the same level as Red Bull. Yeah, they just yeah, haven't yeah. had the car to perform. So what, what element of that is them doing better with a bad car and Ferrari doing worse with a good car and them kind of like equaling at a similar level. Yeah. Or is it, you know, that the car's actually improving? It's a bit difficult to that's tell true, which one yeah. of those they is, have, is the actual truth. They have been the team that's benefited the most from the guys in front of them fucking up because they've yeah, pretty definitely. consistently had both drivers finishing the points. Yeah, yeah, they've been there for sure. And it's funny just seeing George now struggle with from what he had you know such a consistent yeah you know it was that top five streak that he was on like early in the season no one deserves it more oh let his, <laughs> let his and now he's flow. just he's just out the back of the grid and he's celebrating like, his moves for eighth yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah what a great move yeah. oh my god <laughs> that was so sick <laughs> it's like when you verse your mates online it's just like fucking drowning yourself in gold shut up mate yeah, <laughs> you've fully got, you've turned around. So oh, I've done a full one eighty on George. I used to love the bloke. It's one of my uh, favourite moments of this season. Is like Dan's slow progression from loving George to hating George. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't like a. Sl- it wasn't really a slow progression. It was just. It was like it was like moment. the last three yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah, 
Welcome back, mate. It's good to be back. Thanks for having hello, me. Hello, hello. It's been a while, but yeah, yeah we're back. How you been, bro? What's, what's not an been awful happening? lot? Caught a bit of a burn on the weekend, but um, yeah, nah, <laughs> just watching the races at ungodly hours of yeah. the day and the night. Actually, Japan and that wasn't too bad, but yeah, it's been a while since I've been here, so it's good to be back. Yeah, Thank man, you. Good to have you back. Evening the couch out again. We've had, you know, this has obviously turned into the fro podcast. Yeah, well, that's um, I, uh, quite strongly. We've been slowly but surely this, became but yeah. more and more red. So it exactly needed me back so to, yeah, to balance back. it out. We've uh, we've got Austin yeah, this weekend. Big race. How do you feel about Austin? How do you feel about Americans in general? Do you do you like them? <laughs> do you hate them? I have some opinions <laughs> you got on Americans. Last time. <laughs> um, okay. No, look, Austin itself, the race, not too bad. Obviously, going to be pretty average considering Max has already seen out the season. Um, but yeah. look, I'm hoping. I'm honestly, I'm hoping for some good weather. The last two races have been pissing down rain. So hopefully we get yeah. some hard tyres, some long racing, some good racing. And I mean, there still are battles to be decided. Um, but yeah, obviously anticlimactic given Max has seen it out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm, that's what we've been chatting about, you know, everything happening in the midfield, um, which mm. we're keen to see. Um, one thing I saw come up for this weekend, which is quite interesting, we talked about uh, Andretti that uh, American race car driver that yeah. did want to get into F1. Um, we talked about him like 10 podcasts ago. Did a little history lesson. Um, he has... They've renamed the final corner in Austin to oh, his name. To That's pretty cool. Yeah. They've called it the Andretti Corner. You'd be pretty happy with that. Cool. Good on him. Yeah. I guess he's sort of the king of motorsport in, in America, really. Yeah. So. Yeah, pretty much. I, th- I think he's probably... He's one of, if not the only American to ever win an F1 world title. So it's a pretty big deal. And um, yeah, personally, I just love circuits that have like driver's names as corners. I reckon it's... Yeah, that'd be a goal in one if I was yeah. a driver. That'd be a goal to end up having yeah. like oh a yeah. podium you know, you know or you like, made it. like a grandstand or a corner or something just named after you. That'd be sick. Yeah. Fuck Maddie getting your corner. name put on like a bench in I don't like want like some park in Australia. Bench. I just want the whole stand, yeah. if not the whole track, or mine. Just give me the <laughs> whole track the circuit. and people can race after I'm a legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of new people featuring on Friday, or new slash uh, F2 drivers. Yeah, uh, Williams Junior driver Logan Sargent will be replacing Latifi uh, in practice, which will be interesting. Yeah, first in practice, and then probably next season as well. Yeah, do you reckon? But I guess he could be in the running to take that Williams seat. Could he's he? he's one of the favourites. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think is is he running this weekend in America? Logan? Yeah, in FP1. Yeah, uh, yeah he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense being an American. But, um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's cool. I think they're going to get a chance to see their boy. Um, he's all right. He's not setting the world on fire, but he's not doing a shit job either. So. Yeah, he's coming third in F2, I think, at the moment. So yeah, he's so doing all right. Yeah, good on him. He I was competitive to, with Piastri back in the day, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I got to meet him in Miami. I actually got my... I got a free Williams shirt. Oh, really? Signed by him. Oh, yeah. So I hope he does well because that could <laughs> yeah. be worth someone in the future. First on the Claire poster, then the Sergeant t shirt. Yeah, I I just remember I was walking past and I had like a pop up uh, Williams store. Yeah. And everyone was lining up. I was like, this could be dog shit. But the merch itself was as well like that crash on, wasn't it? Wasn't that all that Hawaiian? No, nah, it's pretty ugly. 
yeah, but they I got probably the best thing they had, which was an upside down W okay. M in like a Miami sort of theme. Okay, and with just a white shirt, oh, so it was bad. pretty. Yeah, I didn't I want any of that went, floral. And you sent us Fifty-year-old like, dad yeah. merch, yeah. But um, yeah, and then he signed it, and I had a chat to him. He was a nice bloke. At least it's yeah. signed. At yeah. the end of the day, like that's that makes it unique, makes it cool. Yeah, for sure. Maybe you can get your undies signed by George <laughs> Russell next. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah that'd be great. Back with the shit stains. George would probably love it. <laughs> he would love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, would also love it. Lewis Hamilton <laughs> probably would actually. Yeah. Yeah. Getting close to a one can do the front, one can do the back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> someone else who's. Uh, Replacing uh, Valtteri Bottas in Alfa Romeo is Theo Pochet. Yeah. Nice ass segue there. Yeah, he's going to be replacing Valtteri in FP1. So, yeah, we got two. Uh, oh, no, three, sorry. And IndyCar champion Alex Palou. Is it Palou or Palau? Yeah, one of the two. Way. Of Palau. The two. Let's go with Palau. He's getting a run in Danny Rick's car in McLaren. Everyone's getting a run yeah. in Danny Rick's car <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> yeah. It's getting passed around like a fucking sardine. Anyway, <laughs> past Sardines get faster. I don't even think that's. that's <laughs> I, I think I merged two sayings into one there. It's like a pack of sardines. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that didn't quite work, but whatever. No one heard that. Hopefully, everyone's tuned out of the podcast more by now. P- more people are listening now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, the track mm. itself um, is. Interesting, because I read up that it was built on unused land that included a large level of clay in the soil, right? And there's been a lot of complaints over the years yeah. uh, for competitors spending many forms of motorsport for being excessively yeah. bumpy. It is a very bumpy track. Yeah? Yeah. Coming from a civil engineer, you don't want to be really? building on clay, <laughs> generally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's had a lot of complaints. They've done a lot of resurfacing over the years, but to be honest... Like for the for the MotoGP, it's a bit of a problem, but for the cars, I think it just adds a bit of character. Mm. Makes makes it a challenge, yeah. which is nice. Can, no one. Yeah, I was just about to say. Imagine, imagine they had it right at the start with <laughs> yeah. the porpoising, with all the porpoising. Yeah, oh. like being oh. on a jumping castle. Would, yeah, true. Would, would be painful, but yeah, I didn't realize the clay is a, a big issue in it, like on the surface and foundations. Yeah, yeah, on that because it moves around a lot okay. when it gets wet. And then so what rehardens and that's moisture. why it's so bouncy. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. You could take I picked that up pretty quick, eh? Hey, I was, I was a <laughs> So, in the spirit of me winning a bet the other week of betting both oh, yeah, I remember that. the Aston Martins to retire mm-hmm. and winning like 120 bucks off two bucks. We're still waiting for our beers, Dan. Yeah, no, I'll get them at some point. <laughs> don't worry. Um, we have to, instead of guessing the podium, because that's boring as fuck now, let's guess first to retire on the weekend. Is it too predictable to say yeah. Latifi? Yeah, Whoa. it is pretty predictable to say him. Let's say Mick. Yeah, they heap the pressure onto it. him. I reckon he's just going to crumble. That would be the end of him if he did crash. Yeah, if, if, he, if he crashed first this Wait, weekend. Wait, who's this Mick? Mick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow, you really went with the easy ones, eh? Yeah. Who are you saying? Oh, I'm going to say the Alphas. You know, again, at the oh, back end of the season, shout, reliability actually. comes into question always at the end of the season. Um, the Ferrari engine cars just look like just bins. True. So, I reckon... Single, yeah, at least one or both. The alpha's gonna go. All right, not a bad shout. These are both went pretty safe bets. I don't know. Mm. I don't know why. First one that came to mind, and that's what I'm gonna go with. Carlos Sainz. Really? <laughs> yeah. And he's Ferrari, <laughs> so I couldn't care less if he did. <laughs> okay. But I just reckon. I don't know. He's just he's got an inkling, eh? He's had a bottle job in him all season. He's done it so many times, riding off, riding off the car. So has, has he had the most number of like first lap incidents of anyone this season? 
Because he's had a few. He's had heaps. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, Australia, Imola, but what? He's well, Suzuka as well. There's probably other ones in there that I'm forgetting too. But he's had some shockers. He's had like five, I'm pretty sure. And you know what? <laughs> he's pretty high. We discussed most overrated driver last week. Most, sorry, most underrated. Most overrated driver for me, Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz, yeah, I agree, 100%. Ooh. And then like, George Russell behind. Bro, put Ocon. No, George Russell, put 100% Ocon in, most no, overrated. No, no, no. Put Ocon Carlos in Carlos' Sainz, seat. 100% most overrated. He should have never got the Ferrari seat to start He's won with. a race. Because he's driving a fast car. So is Russell. No, he's not. Well, yeah, true. But <laughs> he's driving a B League fast car, but signs should have never got the seat at Ferrari, and should be gone next season. I reckon. He's I, so I can rated. tend to agree with you. I remember when he got the seat, I was like, "Yeah, like good signing," because you know he can speak Italian. What had he actually done at McLaren to earn him that spot? Nothing he, really. Yeah, look, he had won Mul- a couple multiple of podiums. And, yeah, yeah, he but he had a solid car. It was like the Alpine this year. Like, I mean, they haven't got any podiums, but. He did all right, but I don't think he should have got that seat. Yeah. I would love to see head-to-head between Ocon and Carlos in the same car. Oh, Carlos would smoke Ocon. Nah, I, I reckon Ocon would get him, bro. Nah. I don't know. I Mate, really Ocon like delivered Ocon. the Ballon d'Or to the winner <laughs> this weekend. Right? That's been the that highlight was, of his a, career. He was <laughs> the, one. the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty sick, though. I don't know if you guys saw that. But, like, they yeah. put the, I saw they, like, the thing on top of the car. Trapped the it Ballon in on the top, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Definitely his highlight, yeah. It's pretty cool. The French taking care of the French. Yeah. I read And then the French wins it. I read something. It's like, yeah, a French award run by a French newspaper held in a French city, delivered by a French F1 driver in a French F1 car, built by a French F1 team, presented by an ex-French footballer, Zidane, (laughs) and it was awarded to a French footballer, Benzema. True. It was an all French French affair. affair everywhere. Yeah. 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 Crazy, eh? Uh, Playing for Spain. (laughs) Playing for Real Madrid. (laughs) He did earn it. And I can understand the whole French Renault, go- I mean Alpine going in, and Ocon naturally because he's French. Yeah, it adds up. It does. Yeah. But he's he's still shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> we'll uh, see you guys uh, next race. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, good to have you back on the couch, Manny. It's good to be back. All right, see you guys next time.